This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Today's episode is brought to you by cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. In about two and a half weeks, but Michael Brown, as I can see here on Periscope, and the Rockets are celebrating Mardi Gras a little bit early this year. Damn right they are. Five wins in a row, baby! Let's go! Oh my god, it's so beautiful to be on with you on any day, but especially on a day where the Rockets have won five games in a row. And they just gave out an ass-kicking to a team who gave out an ass-kicking to the Milwaukee Bucks. Ergo, the Rockets are better than the Bucks. Throwing you know, I guarantee you, POV, someone's listening to this right now, and it's Sunday morning, they slept in, and they turned us on, and you just woke them right up, Michael Brown. Hey, man, that's what I'm here to do, baby. They got to know if they're tuning in to the Dream Take via the Dream Shake that we're going to be live no matter what, especially when the Houston Rockets have won five games in a row, are back to 500. And as we record this, we get to go into Sunday Fun Day knowing that the Rockets are here to kill every single team's dreams in the NBA, and I am here for it with you. 
Yeah, the Rockets are now winners of five straight, back to 500, first time all year at 9-9 nine and nine on the young season, pulling this one out 126-112. to 112. Had a very strong showing from many guys tonight. Christian Wood led all scorers uh, with 27. 20 from Victor Oladipo. All of those points in the first half, but the Rockets won this game strictly because that second quarter where they dropped 48, third best in franchise history. That was what pulled them away, and the Rockets uh, never looked back after that. Man, that second quarter was was fun, man. Like, that second quarter was like the the beautiful 16-ounce ribeye that you have in a five-course steak meal. You know what I'm talking about? Just perfectly cooked, had the good mushroom sauce it had the good creamy horseradish sauce like it just was perfect that second quarter you know like they're just the rockets right now are playing so well i I don't know how to describe it you know like i'm almost what do you think i mean am i am i out of touch with how i should be feeling about this team because right now to me the sky's the limit for this team the way that they are playing right now victor oladipo said it best after last game they love each other. They're playing with each other. I'm assuming that John Wall is going to have another quote after this game about how the guys that they have now are the guys that actually want to be here. I feel like every time he has that quote, the Rockets win the next game. So I feel, I need to hear that tonight. Yeah, it's almost like he's trying to subtweet someone. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It could be. It could have to do with the guy with the beard in Brooklyn. He who should not be named, but. Jeremy, like this team is seven and three now without James Harden. They, Jay Sean Tate was really good tonight. The the Rockets defense on Zion Williamson tonight was really good. The, 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 the Pelicans had no answer for the Rockets after the first quarter tonight. Mm -hmm. This, this was a beat down from the second through the fourth quarter. Yeah, and now I see our viewers popping in here on Periscope. Can I get a let's go in the chat? We got one from Jake. We've got from SMU11. We got one from Tyler Hero. If you're in the if you're in the chat, if you're over here, can I get a let's go in the chat? Let's get a let's go chain going. And yeah, you know, I think with the Rockets tonight, it was just everything on offense clicked. Yeah. At least in the in that first half. And Thankfully, you know, there was a time during the third quarter they went on um, the Pelicans went on a 15-0 run and or 15-1 run. And that um, flagrant foul that the Rockets kind of got away with it, that killed all momentum that the Pelicans had. And ultimately, that was what pushed the Rockets, you know, past that third quarter uh, drought that they were in. But other than that, not much to complain about tonight. I think with this team right now, they just need to play their style of basketball. That's what they've been doing best. They're not they're not trying to be any other team. When they get down like they have in a lot of these wins, they don't they don't get frustrated. We saw that on Thursday. They were down 20. They didn't get frustrated tonight. They were down double digits early. They don't start fast all the time, which is not a big deal because as long as they have more points at the end of the game than the other team. That's all that I really care about. And right now the team is healthy and I want to, you know, just that's a huge reason. I think why the team is doing well right now. 
team's healthy, the team's in a rhythm, the team is developing that chemistry. And the thing is, it's only getting better. It's not going to – there's still a lot of room for growth there in the chemistry department. So I'm super excited about that part too. And what we're going to see here, February, the first two weeks in February is a, is a tight stretch for the Rockets. They play a lot of games in a very short amount of time. Injuries could pile up. You're going to start, you know, we're not going to have this solid 10-man rotation that played tonight that's going to play every one of these games. The depth is going to have to be relied on a lot more on this road trip, um, the continuation of this road trip coming up next week. But good signs altogether, and this is the best the Rockets' offense has clicked. How many threes did the Rockets make tonight? 46 from three. That that felt like 2018 uh, Rockets right there. Yeah, and the what I love about the way that this team is playing right now is nobody is playing outside of their role. Everybody knows what their role is on this team. Mm-hmm. Sterling Brown knows when he's in the game – Look for the three, and if they're collapsing on the three, drive to the bucket. He had a couple of nice drives tonight. Jay Sean Tate body bagged Zion Williamson on a drive to the bucket. Jay Sean Tate is sneaky strong. Like he's not like built like Zion, but he's got a really good frame to him. Like how PJ sneaky strong. Yeah. Like, but it's even like Jay Sean Tate is taller than PJ, and so he's a little bit lankier. But you, you cannot body Jay Sean Tate around. And what I like about this team right now is the coach matches his roster. You know, like he's the perfect guy to lead this team. Steven Silas was the perfect selection for a James Harden list team. They listen to him. Like you see the way he coaches on the sideline. He doesn't overcoach. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there are certain guys in this league that try and coach too much. What's the guy's name in, uh, in Utah? Uh, with, hey, yeah. I wouldn't be criticizing Utah right now. That team well, is 11 in a row. Yeah, I mean, congrats. I mean, they're overrated. But, you know, I like. Mean, I don't know, Mike. I feel like they have the number one. Yeah, they I have mean, the best win streak by a long shot right now in the league. The Rockets right now hold the second longest win streak in the league right now at five. Yeah. Uh, I think the Grizzlies are probably, uh, as we speak, they're up six against San Antonio. They might. Um, win their sixth straight tonight. So that would be the second. But if the Grizzlies lose to the Spurs, the Rockets will have the second longest winning streak in the league behind the Jazz. People don't talk about the Jazz enough because they live in Utah, but, you know. The Jazz are the Jazz. Yeah, they'll do what they've done their entire existence and choke in the playoffs. So I'm not worried about the Jazz at all. But But, Quinn Snyder is a guy who's an overcoacher. Like he tries to just be way too into the game when he really doesn't need to be. Steven Silas is not like that. Like he just he'll stand there and let his guy he'll he's implemented his his game plan and he lets his guys execute. And I have I love Steven Silas. I mean, I was I had to be sold on him. At this point, I'm sold. I mean, this guy is what the Rockets need right now. Yeah. And he's doing a great job. I was sold from the beginning. No, I you, want, you I want everyone if y'all have been following us for months. Go in, and if you have not, go check out the Harden My Take where we talk about coaching searches and listen to when I was talking about Steven Silas. Okay, I've been on this, you know, since the get go from before the, okay. the, the pre Silas here. I've been on top of this. I've been on top of this. This is why you need to come over to the Dream Take because you're going to get the correct takes, at least from one of us. There's two of us. So at least, you know, there's a chance that one of us, there's a better chance one of us is going to be right. 
I, okay. I thought that was just you. You were saying, yeah, like you, but between you and I, one of us is going to get it right nah. 90% of the time. The I question will, is, it's who's going to be right? I, most of the time, it's you. Let's just be honest. I'm here for the theatrics, right? And, Let's just, but, but it works. It, it works. It works. But here's, um, here's the other thing I was watching tonight I want to get your take on. John Wall. I love me some John Wall, man. Like you run through a wall for John Wall. I, yeah. You know, like I, like Christian Wood too. Oh my God. Like I've I, I made a vow that I'm not buying a jersey of another current player forever. I might do it for Christian Wood. I might. Yeah, that's actually, you know what? That's actually a good question that I want to pose to the viewers right now. If you are watching this right now, which jersey do you want to buy first? Christian Woods or John Walls? I want to I want to see it because I, I think there might be a lot on each side. Um, Wood or Wall, which jersey are you buying? If you are listening to us live right now on Periscope, go check us out. Um, we just started, you know, going live on Periscope on Thursday. We're going to do this, not every game. We're going to give you a podcast after every game, but if uh, we'll probably go live for a lot of the games as well. So uh, be sure to just keep up with us on Twitter at the dream take. And you can also follow the dream shake on Twitter at dream shake SBN. And you can check out when we're going to be going live for these post game shows. So if you're in the chat, if you are active wanting to uh, be part of our community that we're building here short, slowly, but surely comment down below. Um, let me, which Jersey are you buying first? I'm going to type it out. I or, do. Yeah. Jay Sean Tate is, yeah. is close too. I Jay Sean Tate is, is a guy. We got, we got a Jay Sean Tate, you know, contributor from Jake and he has the longest contract out of those three. So I mean, I don't know. Like, I think honestly, if, if I had to get one, I might have to get Sterling Brown because we share the same last name. Oh, that's true. You know, so I might be like obligated so to get in his. case he were to leave, it looks normal. Correct. <laughs> no, absolutely. But <laughs> I will I, I will tell you watching the game tonight, I, I you can't say it enough, man. Like I, I love the energy of this team. This team is giving energy and optimism to a team to a city of Houston that needs it. Let's be quite honest. With everything else going on in the world, the football, like the Rockets are a, a beacon of optimism. Is that a good term for it? Beacon of optimism. Honestly, it feels like um it feels like with this team or with all of Houston sports, it's like when one goes down, one goes up. It, it's like stocks, you know? It's like yeah. it's like when one goes up, the other goes down and you know, the stock I'm by, I think if you want to buy stonks, buy stonks in the Rockets right now because they're trending upwards five in a row, and on you know they can they can easily win a couple of these games coming up. So let's get some questions from the viewers. If you've got a question for uh, Mike or myself, be sure to uh, throw it down in the chat, and we can hopefully get to it. Uh, so let's talk about let's talk about let's talk about. Pick anybody. Pick a name. Pick a guy, Mike. You know, I, I thought, yeah, I thought tonight, uh, PJ Tucker. I thought I played another good game defensively. His name is not going to show up in the box score, mm -hmm. but through you and I, our conversations, you you brought me around on PJ Tucker. I hope and, I have. No, you certainly have, and I I think I was too critical because 
of what I wasn't seeing in the box score. But when I alter my perception of what I watch of him in a game, he's just so solid defensively. You know, tonight he was covering Steven Adams when he was out there. He would cover Zion. He would cover Brandon Ingram. And that frees up other guys to play their roles that much better. You know, it doesn't force uh, John Wall into a defensive matchup that he shouldn't be in. I'll tell you what, Daniel House had another good game tonight too. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that PJ sets the tone defensively for the Rockets. Yeah, yeah. The Rockets' identity is defense. I know the I know the win tonight, you know, was more about offense, but the Rockets are most about defense. That's their that's the identity they've built up over this win streak. And TJ is a big part of that, you know? I want to look and see at the best Rockets lineups right now and see which defensive lineups are best and see where uh P- how many lineups of those are PJ Tuckers. Well, you got to think. I mean, I'll tell you right off the bat. It's got to include Jay Sean Tate, David Nawaba, P.J. Tucker, Sterling Brown, and probably Christian Wood. They mentioned on the home broadcast today that I believe that Jay Sean Tate and David Nawaba are part of the best lineups uh, net rating-wise. Yep. So. Yeah, you definitely heard that right because I heard the same thing. And. Mm -hmm. Man, Jay Shante. I mean, there. I mean, can you can you honestly before this year can you think about a better under the radar pickup for the Rockets than Jay Shante? No, I I was yeah no Jay Shante's definitely that guy. I mean, you can't say like some people. The first name that came to mind, and this may be completely out of bounds, but I'm willing to go there. James Harden for what best under the radar pickup, but he wasn't an under the radar pickup. So that doesn't make sense because no, I, I, get what man, I get what you're saying. He was the sixth man of the year. You know, honestly, you know what, you know what the Jay Sean Tate pickup reminds me of is PJ Tucker. When the Rockets signed PJ Tucker, you know, they got in for four years, $32 million. And at the time I said to myself, that was, that was a great pickup. You know, there, there's a lot of teams that are kicking themselves for not picking up PJ Tucker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So we got a question here from Jake Mountainford seven over here. He says, I think Nawaba is so important for this team in that second unit. What do you guys think? Jake, I couldn't agree with you more, man. Uh, what we've saw, I think it was, when was the last, I think it was the Suns game. It, it, it was a game. It was either two weeks ago or three weeks ago. David Nawaba started and he shouldn't have started. It, it might have been that Suns game because that was the last game the Rockets lost. No, that wasn't it. It was maybe it was the Bulls game. It was one of those games where the Rockets lost, and it was because it was probably that Bulls game because the Bulls they started off really poorly, and they started off really poorly because David Nwaba started. Yeah, he's that not lineup a- just didn't work. But now, ever since then, they've moved Nwaba to the bench. We've seen Nwaba's best. Um, we've seen Nwaba's best minutes come from the bench unit and honestly i wouldn't change anything about this rockets uh the starters the bench none of that because they're winning and if it ain't broke don't fix it he's so productive when he's playing alongside eric gordon 
those two guys, they have great chemistry. Like the way that they feed off of each other. Because David Nawab, I've said it before and I'll say it again, David Nawab is Corey Brewer with game. The energy that this guy brings night in and night out, specifically on the defensive end, is hard to replicate. I mean, it's hard. And he also, I mean, his three-point shot has been getting better game by game too. And the thing that I like about David Nawab's game is that he doesn't force shots. He's not a guy that will just throw up shots for the sake of throwing up shots. He'll take them in specific situations where he's got a pretty good field goal percentage. I'm going to have to look it up what it is specifically, but I feel like he doesn't miss a ton of shots that he takes. Right. So, I mean, tonight he was 4 of 11. So, okay. but But he was – it didn't feel like that. No, and I think a lot of those shots came – in I let me rephrase he takes in closer games like tonight this game was not close I mean I know that the Pelicans got within eight in the third quarter but did you ever feel like this game was ever in jeopardy because I don't No, honestly because the Rockets have proven that they have been able to come back no lead is safe when you play the Rockets so for now until the Rockets prove me otherwise I feel like the Rockets can win a majority of the games that they play. If they play, they're 10 strong. Now, there are some teams that I do think the Rockets will struggle against. The Pelicans, go, coming into the night, I did think that they were going to struggle because of the Pelicans' size, and you saw that early in the game. But the Rockets were able to mitigate that with a strong three-point shooting. Yeah. Um, But I do think the Rockets will struggle still against the Lakers because – their size is is right now too much for the Rockets to handle. I do think the Rockets' defensive improvements will give the Lakers some challenges that they haven't had against the Rockets in the past. But I still think, obviously, I think the Lakers are superior. The Rockets do face the Sixers in a few weeks, and I'm really excited to see that game. I'm excited to see uh, Embiid versus Christian Wood if that happens. Um, I think that has potential to be a really fun game but if you look at the schedule for the next two weeks oklahoma city memphis san antonio charlotte new orleans miami new york washington philly so that is up until february 17th honestly mike i don't think they're going to win every single one of those games leading up to philly obviously but i do think the rockets will have a chance to win every single one of those games yeah, they certainly do. I, to me, I mean, I just counted off those 10. At minimum, I expect them to go 6-4. and four. You know, a 5-5, five 6-4 and five, six and four range. You did talk about players earlier. I, I do want to mention real quick, DeMarcus Cousins, real quick. He's a totally different player when he comes off the bench versus when he starts. Yes. That could be a problem down the stretch. And I don't know how we solve it. I don't know if it is a solvable problem. But he's the type of guy that needs minutes. And I don't know where those minutes are going to come from necessarily. Unfortunately. You're not going to sacrifice Christian Wood minutes for DeMarcus Cousins. No. No, you're not. But I, I would like to see more of a Christian Wood and DeMarcus Cousins on the floor at the same time lineups mm-hmm. we haven't seen that yet and yeah this is x the villain says this is the versus the lakers you know i could see that but honestly like the Rockets starting five right now i think is solid I- i'm not too worried about it i understand that you know these past 
two games, they haven't been super, you know, strong. They haven't been super quick into getting fast starts, but I still think that I, I still wouldn't change it because if you, if you take someone into the starting lineup, you, you change the bench and the bench right now is doing exceptionally well. Yep. And I wouldn't change anyone on the bench either. I feel stronger about the bench as a unit because they've been playing better than almost every bench in the NBA. A lot of that has to do with Eric Gordon and Eric Gordon's not moving to the starting lineup as long as Vic and John Wall stay healthy. In fact, I think those guys would still, you know, in, in the event, like we have a back to back on Wednesday and Thursday this week. I don't think Eric Gordon is going to enter the starting lineup. Uh, I think that he's more likely to put in Daniel house or Sterling um, over Eric Gordon because Eric Gordon is so important for that bench role. Um, but let's move on to this other question. I'm, I'm excited to answer this question from Alec BB 29. Why does Boogie only stand on the three point line? Honestly, for, for a few reasons, actually, number one, now it's not because of really of his shooting, but he does offer spacing. That that's the word. He offers a lot more spacing. He gives opportunities for guys like Eric Gordon to drive guys like John wall to drive. And that's what those two guys need. It creates that. Um, and it also creates that pick and pop, um, you know, and cause honestly, you'll see the DeMarcus cousins when he's standing on the three point line, he's open. And to be honest with you, I know he doesn't make a whole lot of threes, but I'd rather have boogie taking an open three than most shots on the floor. The Rockets are looking on offense for an open shot and boogie for an open shot on three is, is pretty, is a pretty decent shot it's a it's a high efficiency shot because you're obviously scoring three points versus two and nobody's really in his vicinity now when boogie sometimes he'll do this he'll take a shot even when he's uh when he's getting a contest from the defender and those are the shots we don't want but if it's an open shot on the three-point line mike i don't know how you feel about it but let it fly because it's a good it's a good quality shot in my opinion well, with him, you have to take the good with the bad. You know, you have to take his – he's going to take bad shots. That That's who DeMarcus Cousins was. That's who he is, and that's who he always will be. But also, he's a great passer for a big man. And so when you put him out on the three-point line, that gives him more spacing to look throughout the, you know, the set for, you know, a good pass, you know, into the paint or something like that. So I, I'm with you. I, I have no problem with him taking that shot. I think that the Rockets just need to continue to work on a game plan to make him more effective with less minutes because we know Christian Wood's minutes are not going anywhere, nor should they. I mean, he was 11 of 13 from the field tonight. I mean, that's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, the guy, the guy is a freak, uh, and I'm glad he's our freak. Um, so, I mean, Boogie was fine tonight, but they need to continue to find ways to, to make him effective. Boogie needs to get better on the defensive end. That That's all that needs to be. And – there, he struggled on defense against Portland too. If you look at his numbers with, with when Damian Lillard was on the floor, Damian Lillard was a lot more efficient on the floor when Boogie was in the game versus when he was out of the game. Yeah, but I don't, I don't necessarily just put that on Boogie though. I mean, I get it. They want to attack him. I, I get that. But I mean, that's, that's an impossible ask of DeMarcus Cousins is to help affect you know Damian Lillard's well, you know, a good I, example for, of this was there was remember in the first quarter when Josh Hart found Jackson Hayes back door. Yeah, that was on that was Boogie. That was Boogie's fault. Like yeah. the, there, it was those kind of plays where there are lapses in his defense. 
So I hope that we can get him to kind yeah, you have to take the good with the bad. Boogie's not going to be exceptional. And I hope that we can see more of the good rather than the bad. But again, this goes back to my desire. You have to get another big on this roster. Mm-hmm. You, you just, you have to. Yeah, the trade deadline, that's that's where they're going. But let's take this question from Jake again. What team, if any, is the worst matchup for the team? Let's do a quick answer to this one. I mean, the easy route for me is to go Lakers. But, God, I hate the matchup against the uh, against the. Well, Let's look on this road trip right now. Let's look on this road trip now. now. Oklahoma City, Memphis. I mean, they host San Antonio home, Charlotte, New Orleans, Miami, New York, Washington. Out of those teams, which team scares you the most? Uh, Miami. Yeah, and Miami is not even playing that well right now. No, but Miami's got the the horses to do it. Uh, but the, the Rockets are a matchup nightmare for anybody on mm-hmm. any given night. I mean, they Matt Bullard talked about it tonight. This team is so fast. When they yeah. want to be fast, I mean, good luck catching Victor Oladipo. If they have a lineup of Oladipo, John Wall, Jay Sean Tate, Christian Wood, and Eric Gordon, they will run you out of the gym. Mm-hmm. And, like, you look at Miami. The only reason why I say Miami is because of a guy like Bam Adebayo, but the Rockets have Christian Wood. Yeah, I mean, that, that that should be a good game. And if Jimmy Butler, who I believe returned to the floor tonight against – uh, Sacramento, Miami, they've been struggling right now, probably more than any team. They got a one-point win tonight over this the Kings. Jimmy Butler returned with 30. <laughs> they, but they, they also have a ton of shoot. I mean, Duncan Robinson is playing well yeah. right now. They've Duncan got Tyler, Robinson, Tyler yeah, Hero. Kendrick Nunn. They have, they have a bunch of dudes that they can throw at you on the three-point line. Uh, but the Rockets are, are playing with a lot of confidence right now. And every team that you just mentioned on the road trip, every one of those games is a winnable game. Yes. Gordon is doing so well coming off the bench right now. He runs well with Nawaba and Brown. Yes, absolutely. Gor- I, I don't know if Eric Gordon is entering the sixth man of the year conversation yet, but if he continues to play like this, there is potential for him to enter that conversation. Do you think so? Yeah, I definitely think he can. I mean, tonight he only had eight. What did he have? Eight points tonight. Yeah, tonight wasn't his best night, but but he's impacting the game. Be something for him. He's impacting the game in multiple ways right now. He's driving the ball. He looks spry. He looks like to, like he's playing at you know a, a good weight for him. You know, I know Eric Gordon's weight has always fluctuated depending on injuries, but he looks to be in about as prime a shape as he's ever been in, and you can tell that he has his role. He knows what it is night in and night out, and that's to come in and put the ball in the hole. Yeah. And he's excelling, you know, on most nights. Eric Gordon's averaging 17 points per game. The only reserve that I can see out of the list that I've pulled up that's averaging more than that is Jordan Clarkson in Utah. He's averaging almost 18 a game. So Eric Gordon is definitely in that six-man-of-the-year conversation if he continues to play this way. So there we go. Next from Ricardo. This is a question because this is a really good question. Glad that you brought it up, Ricardo. Whose minutes do you guys think will go down once KPJ is ready to join the team? So KPJ is heading to Orlando, my adoptive hometown, my home away from home. And he's going to play with the Vipers in the G League. So he was, I guess, assigned to the G League. And the G League doesn't start their season until February 10th. So at least until then. I don't necessarily know the rules if if you are in Orlando, if you can be called up to the team, or if I don't think they're going to be doing a whole lot of 
switching back and forth. I mean, maybe if there's like an injury or something to the Rockets, they could bring him up. Um, but I think the plan for the Rockets right now, and the G League bubble is lasting about about a month, a month and a half. Do you know exactly, Mike? Or I think it's I think it's six weeks. Six six weeks. That sounds about right. Yep. So also KJ Martin is in the is going to be in the bubble. So those got yeah, February 10th to March 6th. So a little less than I mean, and if you count, you know, the, the weeks leading up to it, yeah, about six weeks. So KBJ, at this point, the Rockets are giving Kevin Porter, giving KJ Martin those reps so that when they do rejoin the team, they're they're fresh and they're ready to go. And the trade deadline is March 25th. Now, I'm not sure where the Rockets are going to be by March 6th. If they're going to be a contender, a buyer in that trade deadline market, or they're going to be a seller if they are looking to just, you know, find space for Kevin Porter Jr. to be on the roster. But at this point, Mike, the likeliest candidate to be traded right now is Victor Oladipo and Ben McLemore. And right now, Ben McLemore is out of that 10-man rotation. He's the on the outside looking in along with Mason Jones. And Kevin Porter Jr. is going to need to get above those two to get into this rotation potentially if he were to do so. But right now, Vic is the roadblock for them. I think he's the biggest one. And right now, if Vic's doing what he's doing, I don't see why the Rockets are trading him, even though he's on an expiring deal. It's it, It's got to be a conversation that the front office has with Oladipo, and you have to do it now. Because if you let this go into the summer, the Rockets cannot afford to lose Victor Oladipo for nothing. If, if Victor Oladipo says, look, I'm seeking out a max contract, I'm not taking anything less than a max deal this summer, the Rockets have to look to get something for him to, you know, justify, you know, moving on from him. Now, to answer this question, I don't think anybody's minutes are going to be affected because I'm in, I think I'm in the minority. I don't think Kevin Porter Jr. is a this year play for the Rockets. I think it's next season. I don't think I don't think he's going to get a ton of run this year. I think they're bringing him in for this year. I think they're going to let him play in the in the G League. I think they let him get his legs under him. But I don't think he's going to be a meaningful piece of this roster for this season. I just don't see it. Strong agree, Mike. We yeah, agree on something. There you go. We, we agree on a lot of stuff. Like we, we do. I, I I do I do joke a little bit when I come at you with the context of that. I will say I think the only way that you move on from Victor Oladipo is if you get a big, a meaningful big for this roster beyond this year. Yeah, I wouldn't. The way that, the look, tonight, the look, the Rockets right now, I'm going to use the second quarter as an example. It was the sick. second quarter was the Rockets at their apex. That's the best Rockets basketball we've seen this season by yep. far. And I feel, like I, I feel like I've said that. Like I said that last week when we played Dallas – and I said that, you know, I, I'm going to say that again, because tonight was a new level, new, new character unlocked tonight. Well, they're getting point second quarter. They're getting better. And that's yeah. the thing is you and I, I, I feel like you and I, we fluctuate. I, at least I do. I mean, I feel like I go back and forth with this team sometimes where I feel like this isn't the year. This could be the year. You know, I don't like level of expectation fluctuates. But I will be honest with you, this is the most fun I've had watching the Rockets play basketball since the, the Chris Paul year. 
when they went to the Western Conference Finals. Yeah. It's just fun. You, you know, know, it's just fun watching this team because they're just playing so well as a unit right now that I don't want to trade Victor Oladipo. Yeah. But you have to have that conversation with him to figure out where he is, you know, with his future with the team. Drummond, this, yes. Drummond is too expensive for Oladipo, and he's not as good. Uh, okay, but let me ask you this. If Cleveland wanted Oladipo, Tucker, McLemore, and a first-round no. pick for Drummond, you wouldn't do that? Not right now. Not right now. Not right now. No. Mike, we won five in a row. Let's be happy for once. Victor Dr- uh, Victor Drummond. Uh, <laughs> uh, Andre Drummond would be sick next to Christian Wood. Oh, That's not going to happen. Christian Wood plays the five, Mike. We haven't even gotten Wood and Cousins on the floor at the same time. What makes you think that we're going to get Wood and Drummond on the floor? The well, it's because you don't have another big behind you know, Wood and cousins. cousins. No, but if you play both of them at the same time, that's why they don't play them together. Yeah, I look, Drummond's having a really good year, and the fact that his $28 million contract is tradable at this, at this trade headline and the Cavs are in a position to do that is remarkable. And that was a really good get for the Cavs at the previous deadline because they got him for virtually nothing, and knowing that he could walk in free agency or that he was going to add $28 million to the cap. And the fact that they might be able to actually get more value out of that is impressive. Um, but that ha- that's a testament to how the Cavs have been playing this year. And they've been playing, you know, above expectations. Yeah. But I lost my train of thought for a second. But also, back to KPJ. One, one quick thing. Watch. G League bubble. Oh, it's yeah. gonna be so fun. It's gonna be so fun, especially Vipers basketball, uh Rio Grande Valley. I might I might write an article or two for the Dream Shake on it. I'm gonna be, you know, heavily invested in what's going on in the G League just because I like seeing those guys play. I don't know about y'all, but I just I really enjoy watching like the the minor leagues kind of thing, you know. I, I enjoy like the summer league, I I live for summer league. And it, and if you like the summer league, you'll like the G League bubble. And I've been trying for years to get more invested in the G League, and this is a great opportunity to do it because it's only for you know four weeks. I only have to invest from February 10th to March 6th, and all of the games I believe are in the ESPN Plus or ESPN app or something along that. So they're all accessible in one spot. I'm gonna go and watch at least a couple of these games, um, and I'm excited to see you know who's gonna who's gonna pop out in the bubble and then who are we going to see from the bubble emerge onto a a roster after the bubble yeah we'll see and especially if you're a rockets fan i mean the the ability to watch kevin porter jr and kj martin Mm -hmm. jr both play for the the vipers is i mean those are two guys i think kj martin showed that he can play at the nba level Mm -hmm. and he's only he's only 19 years old he needs reps he needs reps no he definitely does need reps but at least he showed enough that for a team that had more roster availability, he could play NBA minutes right now. Kevin Porter Jr. is a knucklehead, but he can play NBA minutes right now. And those two dudes playing in the in the bubble should give Rockets fans that much more reason to watch G League basketball. Yeah. I wish they they could have time, you know, roster spots open on the main roster, but we just don't. Mm-hmm. Because we've won five in a row, there baby. You there you go. The J train is fixing to pull into the station soon. So Mike. Let's talk Oklahoma City Monday. What is one thing you're looking for for Monday's game? Uh, continue the momentum. You know, continue to play this newfound 
you know, defensive-minded basketball, get out on the transition, run, run, run. I mean, clearly Oklahoma City is a team that I don't think they're as good as they were last year. Uh, but, you know, the, the Rockets as a whole I don't think are as good as last year either. So this should be an interesting matchup, but I fully expect the Rockets to, to be riding a six-game winning streak by the next time you and I hop on uh, the Dream Take podcast. You know, Mike, six-game winning streak sounds nice, and I think it is attainable, but watch out. This game, especially this game is a trap game. I'm telling you right now, these these both of these games against the Thunder are trap games. The Thunder have played sneaky good basketball this season. They've been in a lot of games this year that they really shouldn't have been in. They they were able to beat the Nets. I know they lost to the Nets uh recently, but they were they beat them earlier in the season. They were, you know, they beat the Trailblazers the other night on the road. They beat the Suns on the road. They've beaten some good teams and both of those games on the road. I would like to see what damage they can possibly do at home and the Thunder don't like the Rockets for obvious reasons. There's a lot of reasons why the Thunder don't like the Rockets. Um, so I look at this game as a trap game. The Rockets just, but if the Rockets play the way they've been playing, they will win Monday. Absolutely. And this is a good place to park the rocket ship. Thank you so much for tuning into tonight's episode. Um, Ricardo says any updates on Waba's late game injury. We don't have any right now, but we will keep an eye on that. Uh, and we will also keep uh, an eye on that at thedreamshake.com, home of all things Houston Rockets on espionation.com. So go and check us out over there. You can follow the Dreamshake on Twitter at DreamshakeSBN, and you can give us a like on Facebook if you're over there. And of course, we are the Dream Take presented by the Dreamshake, the number one podcast on thedreamshake.com. So be sure to follow us as well on Twitter at thedreamtake. You can also subscribe to wherever you listen to podcasts so that you don't miss a single episode. If you were able to, you know, thank you to our live viewers that tuned in tonight. If you were unable to catch all of it, be sure to head out to wherever you listen to your podcast and subscribe, download, listen to us over and over again. We greatly appreciate your guys' support. It's nice doing these live sessions because you get to kind of, you know, see and engage with some of the fans. So, I'm very grateful for this uh, and grateful for my co-pilot, Mr. Michael Brown. Go ahead and follow him on Twitter at BSW podcast underscore MB. And you can follow me on Twitter at Jeremy Brenner. That's J-E-R-E-M-Y-B-R-E-N-E-R. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. And until next time, go Rockets.